Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's get right to it. Cut number 10, talking about the, the challenging nature of the CBA negotiations, which is why Jerry missed his show yesterday. He was in Chicago. But think about this little nugget here in regards to this Cowboy team and them divvying up the pie. Ten percent of the players in the NFL get two-thirds of the money. And uh, yet it's a game that you can't play it unless you have not only what's uh, opening the holes and protecting and catching the balls, uh, uh, but over on defense, uh, you've got to stop them and you've got to get the ball back so the offense can score. And so uh, uh, that's a dynamic that uh, is challenging, but uh, uh, our system uh, is working through it. But again, I emphasize 10% of the players in the NFL get uh, two-thirds of the money. 10% of the players get two-thirds of the money. I'd like to dig into that mathematically and go go look at that. I mean, that would mean that uh, 90% of your team has to fit into 33% of your salary cap. Pretty much. Pretty much, unless you're a team that doesn't have a high-priced player. But he's basically saying if you go to the top, take the top 10%, they're making two-thirds of the money. And so as we sit here and talk about the Cowboys going into tomorrow night's game, knowing they're going to have to cut good young players, that's that makes you feel good. Because it doesn't matter. Like You have to draft well frequently if you want to stay near the top or simply be the team that never pays anybody. Because the, all these teams, they end up paying most of their money to their top players, and then you just simply have to figure out the rest by constantly churning it out, po- constantly mm-hmm. drafting, constantly hitting the, the waiver while and making the most of all of the rest of your roster. you got to figure out who are the guys you're going to let walk, and I, I guess a big part of that is predetermined by where you draft the best and have the most depth. Mm-hmm. And I just wonder when the rubber's going to meet the road on that for the Cowboys. Who's the guy, you know, if they do end up paying Dak a ton of money and Zeke a ton of money to Amari and they've already paid D-Law, the offensive line makes a lot of money. They get the Jalen contract. I'm sure they're going to want to keep Van Der Esch. And, you know, I wonder who are the guys that they're going to want to keep that they wish they could keep and they just can't afford. I mean, it certainly feels like Byron Jones is going to be the first one. He's the one that really jumps out at you. Um, and, and there's two reasons for that. Number one, you know, right now he, he's not here, so it's kind of hard to think about him because he hadn't been out there on the field. Now he's back up off the, off the pup, so maybe that makes you think about things differently, but they have a lot of young cornerbacks that seem to be playing really well. And so if you are going to let a guy walk that's one of your really, really great players, do you have a guy that can slide into that role? This is why quarterbacks... You know, the main number of this 10% is quarterbacks. Yeah. And the reason is, is because you can't let the quarterback go if he's worth a damn. In fact, you're so desperate for that kind of play, you end up way overpaying those guys in the first place. As of right now, before the the pot's all been, you know, stirred up a little bit with Dak and Zeke or whoever, the Cowboys' positional spending, would you guys like to hear this? Yes. Yeah. On offense, they spend the mo- the seventh most. Uh, in the NFL, 
on defense they spend. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. That's right now before they pay Dak 35, Amari 20, and Zeke 15. They're already spending the seventh most? Yes. Um, they Mainly because of your offensive line. 22nd on defense. At quarterback, they spend the 32nd most in the yep. league right now. Mm. On offensive line, they spend the first most in the league at total $60.6 million. At running back, with Zeke already, they spend the ninth most in the league at running wow. back. Um, at wide receiver, they spend the sixth most in the league. What you're looking at there is going to be Cobb at $5 million, and then the $13 million fifth-year option to Mark Cooper. There's $18 million of it right okay. there. It so, won't go up that significantly. Um, Tight end, uh, oh, and also they have Tavon Austin on there as well, and then Gallup's rookie deal. Yeah, but Tavon doesn't make anything. No, he didn't make anything. Uh, tight end, 22nd most. Um, uh, on defense, I said they were the 22nd most. At defensive line, they spend the seventh most in the NFL. Makes sense. If you um, look at what they have there. Last year, it would have been 10th. So Tank okay. took them up to the seventh. Uh, linebacker, they spend the 21st most in the NFL. Okay. For now. For now. And you know what? That's changed since this came out. Okay. I'm getting Jaylen. this from the uh, Warren Sharp football guy. Yeah. Okay. Yep. You can go to sharpfootball.com to get that guide. Um, cornerbacks, 24th most right now. I think it'll still kind of be in that area. The thing that's very interesting about Byron walking, if that were to happen, well, you you got other guys who are coming up to Anthony Brown and Cheeto mm-hmm. and Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis. So that's all fascinating. Uh, question. Is there anything Byron Jones can do during this season to get a huge deal? Five interceptions. Yeah. Because they're not going to pay, with all the guys they have to pay, they're not going to pay all that money to a guy that doesn't get any interceptions. There's a story coming out now that, like, it's already, maybe this is just football hype, and it's talking about Jaguars Chiefs week one where Jalen Ramsey is going to travel with Tyreek Hill. And I'm sure Jalen Ramsey's already, uh, you know, talking about it but that's that's funny right oh mm-hmm. they're already talking about that that's gonna happen right is byron gonna go one-on-one against tyreek hill in that matchup maybe some of the game but not very often so i think that's kind of where that comes into play as well and then at safety they're the 29th most in the nfl wow and, I, I, and they're not allowed to negotiate a deal with xavier woods yet when is they the, gonna wait another year when is the last time you guys thought about earl thomas Never. I have not since so, we got to camp. Me neither. And I hadn't thought about it until the other day. I was thinking about paying players. And I was like, God, they almost paid like eight to nine, eight to nine million dollars to Earl Thomas. And if if the Ravens hadn't swooped in and given him all that money, don't you think the Cowboys might have ended up paying him eight million dollars? Maybe. And don't you think they would have regretted that? Uh, I think they would have regretted it if they got to camp, saw how good Xavier Woods was. But it sounds like they knew he was right. They, they were knew. ahead of uh, – they were with Kavanaugh and KT and all that on, on knowing how good he was. I want to go back to Byron, though, uh, because it was uh, – I was told that it was the New Orleans game that he got hurt. Okay, so he met, so he played through it. But he played through New Orleans, Philly, Indy, Tampa, and the Giants game in the playoffs. He played hurt. Um, so if you look prior to that point – he was arguably the best corner in the game, but he just wasn't getting interceptions. And they weren't even throwing at they him. They weren't so really throwing at him very much. Can't get interceptions if the ball ain't near you. And so you got to keep in mind that when he tailed off and Cheeto probably played better than him down the stretch, well, he was hurt. Yeah. He was hurt pretty bad. In fact, he just now got activated this week, and that injury happened uh, at the end of November. Um, and so if he comes back and, and is fully back where he was – at the beginning of the season and is a true shutdown guy, 
that might be tough to say goodbye to him. He's winning their Happy Hill Farm Defensive Player of the Year award, and he'll, you know, he's getting that today. The thing I would say is you got you got to pay one of them. If it's going to be Byron or Xavier Woods, who are you going to pay? It's going to be Xavier Woods because of the it's depth less. you've accrued at the cornerback position. I mean, what you've got right now. Oh well, yeah, a it's less. It's a lot less. But B, I think even more than this, just general money of it. It's just okay. I got stuff behind. I don't have stuff behind at safety. Sure, that makes sense. I got sense. corners coming up the rear here. But in the past, oh. they've shown that that safety is not a position they want to spend on. Yeah. And and so uh, you know Donovan Wilson looks really good. So do they start looking at this going? Okay, Xavier's going to be. I, I it's it interesting. Changed. It creates a dynamic where Byron Jones and Xavier Woods are competing with each other a little bit to be that guy. Yeah. And maybe not directly, but it, you know if one of those guys goes ham. He may end up getting the money, and the other guy may not. I also think that both of those guys are candidates to be a Jalen Smith scenario from this stand, taking less. Reason being, with Byron, he knows the benefit of being here. With Xavier Woods, he hasn't been paid any money yet. And he, has, he also hasn't proven that he deserves to be paid that money right. yet. He's but been I'm, good, I'm, I'm but he hasn't about, been uh, awesome like I, Byron has. But I'm talking about at the end of this year. Yeah. Like, you'll have another year left on him. Oh, yeah, you got and time. And then you can franchise him, but you may also be able to get him at a better value because you're stepping up and paying him now, a guy who's been making, what, 300000 or four hundred yeah. or whatever that number is. You're giving him, hey, you're going to be a part of this great thing. You're going to get some money now that you've He'd never had before. I bet he would take it. Those guys that are late, late draft picks that haven't had the money yet, there ain't no Xavier Woods endorsements out there. Those guys tend to go, yes, I need that money. Right, that's true. He's, he can help them. And Byron still can be in the mix to be franchised. And he could be in the mix to take a team-friendly deal. Like, that's all That's yeah. all still on the table. Sure. But it's just it's much easier to move on from Byron, in my opinion, just because you believe in Cheeto for God. another year. They're going to draft a corner at some point. You know, they're going to they're gonna keep uh, – I guess – filling up the cupboard the thing i would say though where does the chris richard stance on all this come into play because they turned into a cover three team like that's what they play now which is what seattle was playing all those years and that is not what you think of when you think of the rod marinelli defense they turned into a cover three team and that's where things have changed that's where things have changed all right we don't have much time here do you guys want to hear jerry talk about preseason changes yeah. or chicken sandwiches chicken sandwiches all right shippy go to the final cut there here's jerry weighing in on the magic of the popeyes chicken sandwich no i have not uh now i've eaten a lot of popeyes chicken <laughs> i like that chicken and uh, uh we uh but i haven't had that new sandwich and uh, i'm just wondering if uh over the years if i've gotten close to it with some of their regular recipes but uh, <laughs> uh, it really is amazing to me the in the interest and what social media is doing and what it's doing relative to new service or new products and uh, how you can communicate today and uh, it's it's really this is a this would be a harvard business study on how to uh, really do a good job of uh, creating interest in a new product I like that chicken. How did this happen? Well, this is amazing. Here's here's what the theory is, which I buy into totally. Guys, we're going to roll this chicken sandwich out without we're going to purposely make it scarce so that there's a freak out factor. And at the same time we do it, we're going to go full David and Goliath and we're going to put our rock in our slingshot and just start throwing rocks at Chick-fil-A, which is generally recognized as the top chicken sandwich. So we're going to create something 
that everybody wants but nobody can find. So there's all this social media buzz of people fighting at counters and freaking out and talking about it because they can't get their hands on it. It's amazing well, buzz. That's interesting. I, I I don't know if I buy into that. I, I think, first of all, if you have to create the the – the desire you know the interest in in those and that created somehow before you ran out of them you have to at least get people going there wanting them maybe it was the beef and setting their sights on chick-fil-a that part of it i i get it's almost like the rappers with the fake beef mm -hmm. because they know <laughs> if we have beef it's going to give more publicity and you know that sells chick-fil-a is like wait why are you including us in this so maybe <laughs> it was setting their sights but i mean i don't understand how it's it, like i haven't had it either so i'm not speaking from experience but it appears to just be a fast food sandwich. Yeah, but you know what? I agree with you, Ben, but that's just the same thing with Chick-fil-A. People talk about Chick-fil-A like it's a cult and it's reinvented food. It's fast food. Yeah. You're, you're, you're in line for a fast food product. But if, uh, you know, if their plan was to run out, I think that's a bad plan. Like the scarcity of it I get, but now it's turned to the point where they've embarrassed themselves because they can't handle the demand. I mean, it's they had to put up signs at every, handwritten signs at every drive-through in the country said, "Hey, we don't have chicken sandwiches." Number one rule to be in a meme, though, is enjoy the lifespan as long as you can. So if people are in their drive-through and they're tweeting stuff out, even if it is a bad experience, yeah. it's still keeping Popeyes in mind. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, people think of Chick-fil-A all the time, and Dude. they're always gonna like that because they're more mainstream and they're now in the Atlanta football stadium, and they're off on Sundays. Like they got all these bits. You know, I don't I'm listen. It's interesting. In a very, very crowded fast food market over the span of my life, Popeyes has taken up very little of my attention towards fast food. Let me get a little chi very chicken sandwich. Little. And it's not because I like it or dislike it or whatever. Uh, there weren't that many Popeyes down here. And then the times I went to Popeyes, it took forever to get the food. So I just went elsewhere because the main component of fast food for me is fast. That's like a Brahms for me or a Dairy Queen. Mm -hmm. I can tell it's good. It just takes so long. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's th whatever has happened transpired over the last month. I have thought more about Popeye's chicken in the last month than I have in the previous 40-some-odd years of my life. They get good and crunchy chicken. That's what's good, man. It's very crispy. They uh, had that now, good gravy on now, the mashed I've never potatoes. Had, I ain't going to Popeye's to get a chicken sandwich, though. So. I'm going to Popeye's yeah. and I'm going to get me a type of box combo of some sort. I'm going to get a couple sides because they got some dope sides out there as I, well. I was always a church's guy. Came up in a church's family. Never had not, it. Not Kentucky Fried Chicken as much. And uh, I was also a Grandy's guy. Oh, I love Grandy's. Grandy's, Grandy's wow. Fan. They get a big biscuit in there. Dude, yeah. Grandy's, you know, really expanded. But it used to be when Grandy's first got here, the only Grandy's I knew of was downtown McKinney. And that's back when McKinney was the sticks. And I, did, I thought it was like a, a restaurant. Oh, you can't find a Grandy's now. Uh, well, now it's like uh, Bubba's, right? Bubba's. Oh, my God, Bubba's, Bubba's and Babes. Never heard so of Bubba's. Bubba's is Babes. Yeah, Bubba's is like the fast drive food though? version. Yes. No, no, Bubba's, Bubba's has the, Oh, they it, do? Okay. The one yeah. at the Park Cities has That's the only one there. Babes is not a drive-thru, is it? No. No, it's but dine-in family style, yeah. like celebration stations. But yeah. it's the same people. And Babes, there's another Bubba's coming. So they're like, yeah, might as well rework yeah. this brand, too. But yeah, man. And then Canes and Lanes. Yeah, I've never had Lanes. I've heard of Canes. I've so had Canes. The Canes Lane story is super legit. They both started in College Station. Well, I guess at first there was one of. I think Lanes. I don't know which one was first. I think Lanes was first, and then the owners had a disagreement, and so they branched off and started at Canes. I think and right across the street. So then at A&M at College Station, you had Canes and you had Lanes, and they battled it out for supremacy, and That's they were very similar. And then Canes said, oh, "We want to be." 
uh, all across the United States. And Lane's was like, we're keeping it real in College Station. Lane's only just now recently moved to the Metroplex. I think they've got like five or ten locations now. And they're, it's stupid good. I'm pretty sure that's the Puma Adidas stories. Those are brothers that own those two. Okay. They started those two sneakers and one split off from the other. They had mm -hmm. some disagreements. And Adidas did a little bit better than Puma. No, it's nothing compared to Pluckers. None of oh, it is. Oh, God, and we'll be at Pluckers tomorrow oh, in Dallas. Oh, let's go, Pluckers. Pluckers is the best food on the planet. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So right now we're here in the Miller Light Club. Huh? And the Jerry Jones address is going on behind us. So since we're in this room, separate from that, and we're broadcasting, we don't know exactly what's being said, but we can keep touch via the people that are in the room that are on their Twitters. And now with more, here's John M. Shipman. Hey, guys, this from Mark Lane, at the real Mark Lane on Twitter. He's got a picture of Jerry Jones at the podium, and Jerry Jones says, they are missing one today at the luncheon, but they will have him on the field. And then in quotes, it says, and I am not joking. Oh, that's so fascinating. Okay, so, uh, okay. So clearly... Um, this goes back to what Jerry told us. Hey, we've ne there's never been a player that we've wanted that we didn't get done. Right. And it also, I, I don't, I, you know, you could take different meanings from that. You could take it to mean him saying, hey, I, I am the greatest deal maker of all time. I will get this deal done. Does it mean that, hey, he is going to go ahead and bridge the gap and, and, and acquiesce and cave in, so to speak, and meet their demands? Does it mean that he's just confident that they will – cave in and meet his demands? I mean, what do you take from that? Here's what I take from it. I think the Jerry Jones came on the airwaves at 8.30. By w one hour later, the second headline at ESPN was taken from his interview with 105.3 The Fan, Jones on impasse, impasse, fresh Zeke for playoffs is okay. So that's the headline, right? The headline is, hey, cool. As long as we have Zeke back and fresh and ready for the playoffs, he can go ahead and give up $2 million this year. We'll go over here and do this. That's one. I'm not saying that's what he's saying, but I'm saying that's one way that the other side could go, wait a minute, what is this? So to me, he's aware of what's on ESPN. He's aware of what he said on our station. Now he's going to go back and double down and go, we're going to have him on the field. I mean, do you, do you still have that pulled up there, the quote right in front of you, Shippy? Yeah. So read it one more time. Yeah, so it says, Jerry Jones says they are missing one today, but they will have him on the field, and then in quotes, and I am not joking. I can kind of do how he did it, okay. kind of pacing. Yep. We're missing one, but we'll have him on the field. And we are. And I'm not joking. 
That's a good. That's a good pause. That really hammers it home there, Kevin. Yeah, the I didn't. I feel like I was pause. there. I didn't feel like you but, really bought but into the, it. But the the whole point being is there's a major sports headline out there right now that we'll just take Zeke for the playoffs. You know, because that's the nature of headlines, right? Well, wait a minute. You kind of infer whatever you want to infer from that one little thing. But he's also like really hammering home. Oh, we're gonna have him on the field. The one who is not here with us on our special day where we highlight Byron and we highlight mm -hmm. isn't wasn't Zeke the offensive player this year who was I don't I don't recall who they gave it to but hey we're all here as a team and we got special things and there's one missing but we are going to have him on the field and I'm not joking yeah I uh I think him saying something like that is him realizing what I was saying earlier that the moment they do get Zeke it's going to propel these guys it's going to be it's going to be a rocket lot. launcher. It's going to be a rocket launcher. It's going to be positive momentum. It's going to be holy damn. All hands are on deck. Everybody's here. It is go time. Because, man, as I started hearing, oh, oh, you know, Zach Martin, he's healthy. He's ready. Tyron, no, Tyron's good to go. Amari, he's good. Byron, he's good. It's like, damn. It really, it's like domino, 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 domino. Right. And the, the last remaining thing is Zeke. Zeke not being here is the one dark cloud that hangs over this thing. And the minute they get that deal done, it's going to be such positive momentum. And, man, I, I look at the, the Zach Martin comment that we were talking about. Uh-huh. Where he, this is what Zach Martin said yesterday. This is from DallasCowboys.com. He said, listen, we're preparing for the season. We're going to play with what we've got. And what we've got is a damn good back in Tony Pollard. Obviously, you want Zeke out here, but we're preparing to get ready for week one. Mm -hmm. It's becoming a distraction. It's becoming a problem, and it's now it's threatening to actually hamper their team goals. And so it's becoming really problematic. If you get into the season and you don't have Zeke and you're going to have to play games without your best player, it gets to be a problem. Jerry needs to get this deal done. Now, again, we don't understand exactly what the, the specs are on the guaranteed money. Is it a fair offer? Is Zeke being unreasonable? Are the Cowboys being unreasonable? We don't really know, but... Whatever that gap is, I think Jerry just needs to close it, unless it's just totally irrational, because they need Zeke, and with Zeke, they're a contender. So I want to say one more other thing about that, Ben, because I, I do feel a little bit differently about what Zach's saying. I think what he's saying is what all these players have to do in this situation. We're going to forget about you because you're not here. It's the nature of the thing. When you're not here, we forget about you. And I, and I do wonder, I think Zeke wants to, I mean, I know Fish has used this term with Zeke so many times, FOMO. Like, the ultimate FOMO is your team winning while you're somewhere else. That's the fear of missing out, for those who don't know. That's right. Hashtag FOMO, listener. Uh, so I do think that that's, that has an impact here. If they start off the season 2-0 and and they're all celebrating and loving on each other and Zeke ain't a part of it, I think that's going to eat Zeke will be here Tuesday. He'll be here in the next six days. Is this based on travel arrangements that you can confirm? I can't. Yeah, well, I, I might. You know, if that, that could fall into my lap. But he'll be here by Tuesday. It They're gonna get it done. I think, and I think that's kind of in that kind of the tone of what Jerry just set up there on that stage. It's the tone of everything. He's yeah, the, the deal maker. Is, He'll get it done. We saw this. We we we've talked about this back in camp. I like, wouldn't be surprised if this gets done the first week of September. But I think Zeke's playing harder ball than they expected. I don't think yeah. they expected him to hold out. I thought they. I think they thought he'd be at camp. They. I think Jerry was personally hurt and surprised. And I think that they respect where he's coming from at this point. And and dude, the margins are so much smaller. On Zeke's con, okay, so, I mean, he's talking about the least amount of money between Amari and Dak and all those guys. It's the least yeah. amount. It's just that guaranteed amount. I mean, I, I have a high degree of confidence that 
What did we say that the yearly number on Gurley is is 14-4, 14-2, somewhere yeah. in there? I bet whatever they're offering Zeke for a yearly average is somewhere around 14. It's just going to come down to how come you're not guaranteeing more of this. And the Cowboys are going to sit there and say, well, you know, the Rams guaranteed more on Gurley because he was a young guy, and look what happened. It blew up in their face. He had an ACL injury in his past. Right. They should have thought about that. And, and Zeke doesn't have that, and I think that's important. Yeah, and so whatever the gap is on that guaranteed money, that's what it's all going to come down to and because that yearly average is, is really close. You're, it's 18, I agree, and it's $18 million difference between what Le'Veon Bell got and what Gurley got. Mm-hmm. $18 million. So the Cowboys are probably trying to be more towards Le'Veon with 25 to $30 million guaranteed, and uh, Zeke's camp probably wants – either Gurley or more than Gurley. And guess what? That's what Stephen Jones said on the air. He said, hey, you probably start at Gurley and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that probably set a bad tone to, to all this, unfortunately, or, or an expectation, whether it's fair or not. That kind of set the parameters for a discussion. Uh, and so, I don't, I, you know, if you're talking about over the course of that deal and what it's going to be a four- or five-year deal, Think, I think it'd be take a, him through 28. I would assume it's going to start next year and be a five-year deal, including next year. Okay, so if it goes through five years, then okay, then you're talking about 18. If it's 18 million dollars, then it's probably not the whole difference between Le'Veon and Gurley. Let's say it's nine million dollar difference. It could be. We could be. A, it could be as simple as a difference between nine or ten million dollars over five years. Right. So really, we're talking about two million per year. Yeah. I mean, that's not a lot. It's not a lot, but it, it, it is the guaranteed. It's all going to be the guaranteed. And so, you know, I'm sure that Zeke wants the majority of that deal guaranteed. But here's the deal. Here's the way this works. Three years from now, if Zeke is holding up his end of the bargain, he's going to start feeling underpaid and want to hold out again. That's the nature of this animal. Now he'll go yeah. play somewhere else. In three well, years. Well, you can't do it if you guarantee all the money. If yeah. you guarantee all the money, you're the one taking the hit. Sure. So... They, I don't think they change anything, though. I think it's, I think he has two choices: well, cave and play at three point eight, or right. cave and sign the deal. It ain't sitting out. Mm, no, I think the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are going to cave. I think the Cowboys are going to increase their offer, and it may be as little as okay, we're off two million a year. We'll give you another million, and at some point of guaranteed though. Yeah, at some point it's going to save face. It's going to be. Yeah. I don't think he's going to come back after being as dug in as he can with his tail tucked between his legs. So they're going to have to give him something to quote unquote win the deal. Yep. Let's go now back to the studio, I believe, where the G Bag Nation is standing by. Boys, do you have us? Yes. How you doing? Hey, we're doing great, man. Golly, uh, and and being out here. Uh, a little bit of news broke there. I guess it's news. You could say, and I guess I'll ask you your your thoughts, guys, when Jerry Jones gets up there at the podium and says, hey, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're missing one. But he says, I guarantee you he'll be out there with us on the field. I'm paraphrasing. But he essentially said, hey, don't worry, everybody. I'm going to get this Zeke deal done. What do you guys make of that? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's Jer- there's two different Jerry's, right? There's, hey, I'm uh, up here to have an awesome time and put a big old smile on things. And we saw that Jerry at the start of uh, Cowboys training camp at, the, at that presser saying, you know, has, has there ever been one that I wanted done that didn't get done? And, you know, since then, it's been much more businessman, Jerry. So I don't know. And we're at these luncheons and stuff. 
he kind of transforms into a different guy than hardcore negotiating Jerry, who was uh, on the air just uh, a few hours earlier. So it's hard to have a, a perfect beat and a consistent beat on what Jerry's trying to do. But I will tell you, I totally agree with the premise of that statement that this deal is going to get done. They're, they're close enough. The Cowboys deal is going to be a little bit better early next week than it is right now. And I think uh, Zeke and his agent know that the the money's close enough that it uh, you know it's it's worth signing other than you know sitting and and missing out on all the money. I certainly don't want you to uh, dump over your bucket here in the mix because I heard the tease and I know you guys are going to get into those Jerry cuts from this morning at two o'clock. But it is interesting to me that at least I felt like and maybe you guys didn't you know tell me if you if you differ that the tone of him on Sean and RJ was different than the tone of what he just said about Zeke. It seemed to be really. Almost polar opposite to me. I don't know if you guys felt that same way. 100%. Yeah, I thought it was beautiful. It's negotiator Jerry on the radio, right? That's media Jerry. And then this was uh, people who have a bunch of money at my Cowboys event, Jerry, telling <laughs> them that everything's going to be real cool. It's going to be so cool, guys. We're going to win all the games. Nailed it. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I totally think that th- th- this deal is going to be done. I just heard KT saying, you know, it's, it's going to be done Tuesday. And we have to keep in mind that, you know, Zeke would be missing out on so much money and the Cowboys are so close to market setting money. Just a bump of a few percent pushes it over that threshold and and will and, you know, Zeke can save face saying I held out and got the most. Yeah, I think if if Zeke, if, if the Cowboys bump their offer one more time right here at before the season starts that'll be the best they can do i don't think his situation is going to improve when they start out 3-0 by beating up the giants the redskins and the dolphins no and so i don't think he's going to gain more leverage now if he wants to sit out through all that and they lose to the saints and the packers and and maybe the eagles in week seven maybe that bye week at that point but i don't think zeke wants to go down this road i think jerry needs to save you know help him save face offer a little bit more go ahead and bridge that gap all right, you did a good job. You held out. You got every penny you can. And, and I think once he signs Zeke and once Zeke comes back, it's going to be a huge momentum boost for the Dallas Cowboys. And it could be a great way to start the season, get all hands on deck. Because we were starting to listen to all the reports. You know, Mickey jumped on with us today saying, nope, Mari Cooper, good to go. They're saying Zach Martin, good to go. Uh, Tyron Smith, good to go. Byron Jones back at practice. So it's like the only thing that's really hanging out there that's negative is Zeke. And be a great way to start the season just by getting that deal done. Don't you think it's really possible that he, he's asking uh, the difference is less money than what he would lose after signing the new deal if he did the the week nine or week ten return scenario? You know yeah, that that would be eight hundred grand a week, and I, I can't imagine that that times nine is more significant than the, the amount of money he's asking for. Yeah, no, and it really comes down. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I believe that whatever the we're, we're talking about yearly average, and we're talking about guaranteed money, and those are two separate animals. Whenever we've always talked about this stuff on the air, we've talked about yearly average because that's the best way for people to understand it, and that's what agents like to push out there when the deal is signed, so they can pump their chest and go, "Look what I got, my client." But it's never that. It's what is the the guaranteed amount. And the thing that's interesting about this and quote unquote setting the market on the guaranteed amount. Le'Veon Bell, and Stephen was quick to point this out, Le'Veon Bell did the sit-out and then went out into a free agent market with no picks tied to him, and then he came away with $27 million, uh, you know, and that percentage being guaranteed. And then you get to Gurley. He signed as a much younger player. There's no number that impacts running backs more when they're free agents or when they're negotiating than the number of their age. That's even more than touches. 
People with running backs always, always, always look at that age. Gurley negotiated his deal being reasonably younger than Le'Veon Bell doing his deal with the Jets this offseason. And so when they're trying to figure out what that guaranteed number is, it, the Le'Veon Bell to Gurley comparison is not apples to apples. There's an age difference. There is, with Gurley, you also have the unique factor of, a, of an injury history. So there is a pretty wide gap there and a lot of room to play for Zeke to kind of dig in and say, I need it to be this guaranteed amount because my situation is different than both of those guys. Also trickling out here from uh, this kickoff luncheon uh, for Happy Hill Farm. So after a speech, I guess there's a little bit of a small, a brief uh, media gangbang situation. And Jerry, according to the Twitter account of Michael Gelkin, Jerry told reporters, if we don't have him early, we're going to use him when he gets in late. Oh, okay. If we don't have him, early, okay. So, if they don't get a deal done, awesome. We're in bad offense when he gets here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they don't get it done uh, before the season starts, <laughs> then you're talking about getting him in at the end of the season. But as we talked about earlier, from Zeke's standpoint, once he misses, you know, the first half of the season, he's better off just sitting out the entire year unless they're going to try to make him whole. I think so. I'd love him to really get the season rolling, throw it about 60% of the time, get about eight yards of play, and then have Zeke show up in week nine and start being real happy about four and a half a pop. That'd be great. Uh, David Hellman saying that Jerry reiterates after the luncheon, there's been no movement with Zeke or his camp. He hasn't spoken with Zeke and doesn't have any plans to in the next 24 hours. I think so, this is going to be a tank thing. This is going to take that moment where Jerry or Steven talks to Zeke without his agent. Because yep, I think yeah. they hate him. I think they hate him, and they're like, listen, you know, Jerry even said it. Like, you know, those guys just want a piece of the pie. Yeah, well, I have an agent, too. They have a job to get you the most money they can. But at some point, Zeke's going to want to play football and want his money, and Jerry's going to get a hold of him, and the then they'll figure it out. You're right, man, and the Cowboys haven't played dirty yet. I thought that Zeke's can't play dirty when Marshall Falk went on and called Dak a bum. Like Marshall Falk, the NFL analyst, well, he hasn't been an NFL analyst in a couple of years because of allegedly, you know, sexual har uh, harassing some NFL network employees. But I thought for him to go on the day before he's going to Cabo to work out with Zeke, calling Dak a, quote, bum quarterback, I thought that was playing dirty from Rocky Arsenault. That's what I thought. It's got to be weird, though, right? That's got to play weird because if that's your friend, like if well, KT if were out there. What if they're not friends? What, what if they're not that good of friends? Well, yeah, they, probably, they yeah. probably wouldn't have a press release announcing that they've not hung out as much. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what he's supposed to do in that situation. I, I, You know, does he cancel? Hey, I'm sorry, I can't let you come out here. You just trashed one of my best friends and my quarterback. Don't say the word bum. Yeah, but Bum I, is a horrible thing to say. Yeah. Don't say Marshall that. Marshall Falk is working for Zeke right now. You think he went on air and Zeke didn't know what he was going to do? Yeah, I, I think Marshall Falk is making the transition from uh, media personality where strong opinions are encouraged to wanting to become an agent. Right. So or a me too guy. As, a, as an <laughs> agent, there there is a new like uh, list of protocols that you have to adopt that includes not having hot opinions about players. <laughs> right, right. There's no, to me, there's no way in hell Zeke signed off on him saying that Dak was a bum no. or endorsed him saying Dak was a bum. Well, you endorse it when you let him come hang out with you and train with you the next day, yeah. don't you? Okay, don't so that's my yeah. that's my question. Do we know for sure that Marshall Falk is out there working out with him? He was Friday. That, that did happen? That happened Friday. Okay, I never saw any. That happened Friday. Okay. Absolutely happened. 
And I guess I got a hot take here. Maybe don't pull out your genitals at the NFL Network studios, Marshall. Okay, that's that's. I don't think that's a hot take. Do or don't. Maybe don't do that. Oh. How hot a take is that? That's not 877-881-1053. a hot take. Go look up the details on that. You see how you up. feel about Marshall Falk. That's a very that fair. That was playing take. dirty, man, and the Cowboys have not played dirty in this negotiation. But I'm always attracted to when guys put their nuts on the line. Oh, so we have con- conflicting stories from KT here. Which one is it, Turner? Hmm? Clearly, that was not live. That was from my home studio. <laughs> Little oh. KT cognitive dissonance there as we try to figure out what he's saying. Uh, cool moment right now, guys, as we're right in front of us. Cowboys players, dignitaries, Randy alumni. Gregory's flicking you off? Uh, Steven Jones is dapping up Tony oh. Dorsett. Pretty cool moment right now, right that's in front a, of us. That's excellent. Yeah. What do you guys have coming up on the show? That's, that's where last year, as they were walking by, for some reason, Randy Gregory singled me out and looked right into my <laughs> eyes and then gave me, <laughs> gave me the double barrels. I think we all know why. I don't think that was random. Yeah, it was a double flip off. Of course, we're going to be talking about uh, Jerry Jones this morning with Sean and RJ and so many takeaways. I mean, the CBA, the preseason, the salary cap, so many great things from uh, Jerry Jones, not only this morning with Sean and RJ, but we'll continue to go over the things that he and Steven are apparently saying to the media in real time. Can you look over and see what's being tweeted as uh, Cowboys Twitter is just on fire with some of their clarifications, we'll call it, of, of what Jerry had to say there to <laughs> yeah. Y'all are, sponsors. Y'all are going to have a fantastic show over the next five hours. I think I know what old Jeffrey's going to say here, so I'm really meaning this more what? for what? What would? How would you ever know that? Well, no, okay. <laughs> he doesn't even know. Wait, yeah, till that's you, true. wait till you hear the question. Uh, Gil Brandt earlier said that the Come Cowboys on, are a Super Bowl team with or without Zeke. Go around the horn here. Do you guys agree with that take? A Super Bowl team. With or without Zeke? Uh, it could happen, yeah. Teams lose some of their best players and make runs all the time, and the Cowboys have a surplus of good players. So, yeah, I could still see it happening. No. Uh, yes. Yeah. I say no. I knew Jeffrey would say yes. That's why I excluded you, Jeffrey. What a jerk. Well, um, listen, if their defense is enough, if your defense is better than the team you play in the postseason's defense, enough to cover up for how much better their quarterback is than yours, then you got a chance to beat that team. I think the moment that you don't have Zeke, your margin for error decreases significantly, but I'm going to say that they are still in the mix for a Super Bowl without him. I played the game today of uh, how many games look at the schedule, how many games is my quarterback better than the other teams, and I threw in a hedge on Carson Wentz and things like that, and I got us coming in that 10 to 11 win area already. I throw a question back at you. If the Saints lose Alvin Kamara in week one to an ACL, are they still a Super Bowl contender? Yes. 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 Probably. They've just been rotating out skill players for the last decade. But they've got also one of the top three quarterbacks in the league. And so I think if you have to, that guy can just put you on his shoulders. I think what we're all excited about finding out is can Dak do that? Because if Dak can do that, you feel a lot better about 35 million a year. I, I will say this. I think the NFC is so tight. I think if Alvin Kamara blows out his knee, they're done as Super Bowl contenders in the NFC. Do you think the Rams are done as a contender? They proved Can, last year they could do it without him for a short amount of time. Dude, they did it without Cup, and then Gurley got hurt, and they still did their thing. <laughs> and they but their numbers the did go down significantly they when went Cup down. got hurt. They went down, but then they went to the right. Super Bowl. And right. they drafted the guy that started over Tony Pollard. Dude, the, the, what about the Eagles? They can lose anybody, and they're still a contender. I mean, yeah, I'm God. pretty sure Josh McCown's going to finally get the Super Bowl ring this year. Hmm. It just decreases your probabilities. I mean, if they go into the divisional game and win the turnover margin by two and then, you know, come out in the next game and their defense has an all-world performance, you know, 
things th- things can happen. It's it's not a, a black or white. It's it's gray area and how dark that gray is. You know, we're just looking at probabilities here. You know, it'd yep. be great for Jerry to go get on a plane and go to Cabo. Go get on a plane, take that jet to Cabo, and go meet Zeke. DDT Marshall Falk, get past Rocky at the door with a slim move. I like I like him going to Cabo, but just hanging out, never interacting with Zeke while he's there. I think that would be the boldest well, I'm move. on the beach. Uh, yeah, I want a season. boat. Okay. Uh, yeah, no doubt he'd take his boat there. Uh, guys, what's coming up in the very first segment? Okay, uh, well, in the very first segment every day, we talk about the uh, biggest story of the day. And, of course, that was Jerry on with Ben and Skin. And I'll ask Mike and Jeff about their takeaways for that. We will also preview what's coming up on the rest of the show. And then we're going to start in on the buildup to Flagtober 2019. The one-of-a-kind Tolo G-Bag Nation flag is going to be handed out across North Texas. And there's already a web element up as we're uh, asking people to get on and vote. Which cities would you most like the Tour Day DFW to swoop through? And that's 105throughthefan.com slash Flagtober. Awesome. Have a great show, guys. We'll be listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 